Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from wayward warlocks to wonderful wyverns. And today we're covering the Illusionist and the Necromancer. Hey Brian. Hey Will. How are you doing today? We're good. I'm I, well, well, I'm good. I think you're good. Yeah, I'm, I was, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I was like, we're good. Yeah, but we're I don't good. know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I too am good. Yay! Um, and today we're uh, doing our second episode where we're diving uh, in depth into specific characters, not just characters, subclasses. Yes. Um, and today we're covering the wizard subclasses, the illusionist and the necromancer. Yeah. Um, specifically, the schools of magicka, school of illusion, school of necromancy. That's why we said W things at the beginning. Indeed, because of wizard. So uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Okay. So the study of wizardry is ancient, stretching back to the earliest. Uh, of mortals' discoveries of magic. Uh, it is firmly established in the worlds of D&D with various traditions dedicated to its complex study. The most common arcane traditions in the multiverse revolve around the schools of magic. Uh, wizards through the ages have cataloged thousands of spells, grouping them into eight categories called schools, as described in Chapter 10 of the Player's Handbook. Chapter 10 is deep, man. It is. It's a big chapter. Go read it. <laughs> in some places, these traditions are literally schools, like actual academies, uh, where a wizard might study at the School of Illusion, while uh, another studies across town at the School of Enchantment. Um, in other institutions, the schools are more like academic departments with rival faculties competing for students and funding. Yeah. Um, even wizards who train apprentices in the solitude of their own towers use the division of magic into schools as a learning device, since the spells of each school require mastery of different techniques. Or you could be a wandering magician, and you pick up a small boy with red hair, and you teach him the ways of, of the planet and how to divide his mind. Oh, yeah. I was like, what did he write? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's that's a thing. He's Wait. also a bard. Yeah. Well, Sympathy is their school of magic in the name of the wind, so there, yeah. there that is. Um, uh, that was a name, name of the wind reference. Yes. Not a spoiler, because yeah. it's like the first 30 pages it's or something. True. It's true. <laughs> so, illusion spells uh, deceive the senses or minds of others. They cause people to see things that are not there, to miss things that are there, to hear phantom sounds, or to remember things that never happened. Cool. That's a brutal one. Yeah. Um, some illusions create phantom in- images that any creature can see, but the most insidious illusions plant an image directly in the mind of a creature. Yes. Cool, so, cool stuff. I was reading through... Um, kind of just across the editions of what I could like grab lore wise about magic. And um, it seems that I found five different specific types of illusion spells. Okay, cool. Like every, any illusion spell will fall into one of these five types. Yeah. You have like your general, like your minor illusion kind of is the building block of lots of other illusion spells. Like, yeah, sure. Just builds on that text. Right. And I believe uh, minor illusion would fall into this first category. So the first category of illusion spells is called a figment. Okay. Uh, a figment spell creates an image sound of something that isn't there but cannot make something appear to be something else. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. So like you can make something appear to be there, but you can't transform something. Right. Okay. Uh, the next is a glamour. 
Uh, a spell from this sub-school can fool all senses, sight, hearing, touch, taste, smell. It can also make creatures and objects disappear. Nice. Then there's what's called a pattern. Pattern spells are similar to figments, but they also can affect the minds of those perceiving them, often with negative effects. So I think like, um, um, was it phantasmal pattern? Is that what's the what's the spell I'm thinking of? It's not color spray because that's um, evocation. I should have uh, the spells up real quick. It might be hypnotic pattern. Hypnotic pattern yeah. is a spell. Yeah, so that would be a pattern spell. Um, um, the next is phantasm. Phantasms are personal mental images conjured into the subject's minds, such as making them believe that they are witnessing the worst nightmare or a loved one. Um, observers who are outside of the phantasm see nothing. Okay. And finally, there's what's called a shadow. Using extra-dimensional energy, illusions from this sub-school are partially real and can affect the world around them or damage things. So this is illusions almost made real. Wow. So those are the five types of illusion spells. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so uh, let's get into the actual mechanics of if you choose this archetype. So with the wizard, I believe they get to choose their subclass at level two. Yeah. I think it's just it's just called uh, School of Magic. I'm not sure if it's uh, is it called like a specialty. Can't remember. Um, no, I think it's just like okay. Hang on. Hold your hold oh your God. thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll double check. I have a PHP. So nice. We'll go to wizard, and then we'll get the vocab right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just School of Magic. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's just your school. Oh, your arcane tradition. That's what it is. So when you reach your second oh, level, yeah, you can choose an arcane, arcane tradition. tradition. Okay, and your arcane tradition will fall into one of the eight schools. So, school of illusion. Your focus. You focus your studies on magic that dazzles the senses, befuddles the mind, and tricks even the wisest folk. Your magic is subtle, but the illusions crafted by your keen mind make the impossible seem real. Some illusionists, including many gnome wizards, are benign tricksters who use their spells to entertain. Others are more sinister masters of deception, using their illusions to frighten and fool others for their personal gain. So I haven't really looked at this because uh, you were given the task of building the illusionist. Yes. So I wanted to kind of stay in the dark about it, and I, I'm building the necromancer today. So um, I'm excited to see what the illusionist gets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so uh, how much more do you have then? Like how? Are oh, we gonna... I have I have all the the stuff right now. Oh, okay. Like, cool. I cool, didn't cool. take a look at it. Oh did you yeah. Want, okay. Did you want to read it? You could read it. Uh, I can if you want. Yeah. Like, do you want to go over like the illusion savant and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Like, like illusion savant, improve minor illusion. I have malleable illusions, illusory self, and illusory. It reality. might be better for me to to read it again, just so I'm like more familiar when I jump into my go character. Go for it. Yeah. I I spent my prep right before this episode like solidifying who the character really is as a yeah, person. Yeah. And then I built everything like a while back, like a little while ago. Yeah. 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 So, uh, at second level, when you're take you take your, uh, your school of illusion, you get the illusion savant. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's going to be, um, the golden time that you spend to copy an illusion spell into your spell book is oh, halved. Right. So, so if you're playing more traditional style, like spell casting where you need actually to actually buy the components, spend a lot of money, <laughs> right. you know, it, it takes, it takes a lot to get your spell book up to snuff. Yeah. The wizard is all about like, you have, you work for your spells yeah but I, I forgot them basically every wizard gets this same feature at the beginning much, where they, much. whatever their school is that they specialize in it has the golden time that they need to prepare and yeah so other spells because you can you don't have to just take illusion spells you can take like no yeah other spells but they're going to cost like this, whatever you'll be less good at them technically technically yeah. yeah okay so uh improved minor illusion also at second level um you learn the minor illusion cantrip. If you already knew the cantrip, nice. you learn a different wizard cantrip, which is super cool. The yeah. cantrip monster. Yeah, that's, that's um, although there's like fun. at some point you really don't need more than like six ever. I yeah. feel like that's like starts to get redundant. Every time I have five, I'm like, I don't know what to pick for my fifth. Yeah. <laughs> but there are good ones to pick that I think get overlooked because yeah. I, I have the same issue. Right. Um, but the cantrip uh, doesn't count against your number of cantrips known, which nice. is super cool. Mm -hmm. um, so when you cast Minor Illusion, you can create both a sound and an image with a single casting of the spell. So normally I take it you can only cast one. One or the other. Oh, kind of okay. like um, interesting. Uh, comparable to like Prestidigitation, I'm pretty yeah. sure, where you can do like one effect at a time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure or, with Thaumaturgy, you can do you can three effects Three at a time, that's right. You can have a boom, you can have like a... I forget what else Thaumaturgy does. You make your eyes glow, you can make like windows shutter, you can yeah, like... you can make, stuff out lights you can make a thunder sound in the sky. Yeah, that, uh, that's, you can snuff that's a cool out lights. One. Yeah, yeah um, thaumaturgy is my favorite cantrip. I think I've said it before. I'll say it again. So let me look at the table for um, hmm. 
hmm. for wizards in general because it's a big gap between um, the improved minor illusion and your next your next um, thing is level six your malleable illusions. Oh, you yeah, like you want to see what, what do you cool, get? Between yeah, just general three, four, or five because your necromancy is going to have the same it's sort be of stuff. Spell right? slots. You get so, more spell slots. So at second, yeah, it's just spell slots and, and like spells known ability score improvement, and then yeah, at sixth level, it's just yeah. the arcane tradition. With the wizard, so. it's just all about the spells. Straight up. Yeah. Uh, so at level six, you get and we're going up to level 10, I think, today. Yeah, right? but we're going to read all of them. But yeah, uh, well, you built a level 10. I built a level seven, but it's all OK. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. OK, so at level six, this is like the best thing ever. Starting at sixth level, when you cast an illusion spell that mm -hmm. has a duration of one minute or longer, you can use your action to change the nature of that illusion using the spell's normal parameters for the illusion, provided that you can see the illusion. OK, when you cast an illusion spell that has a duration, you can use your action to change the nature of the illusion. Do you normally you can't do that? Normally you can't. You would have to recast. Oh, which Okay. Like this is basically going to save a spell slot yeah. in the scenario where like where I want to need... change my if let's say I made a major illusion like a monster of some uh -huh, kind yeah. and I want to like uh, I one of the examples I see a lot is like I make a dragon appear uh -huh. over here and it's it's causing a ruckus yeah. and yeah, I yeah. want to make a distraction. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I want to change it into a troll now. Oh, okay. so that sort of yeah. thing. Like, so you kind can of like change it the, on the spot. Yeah, and you normally can't do that. Yeah, that's or that. There's a lot of utility there. I want to change this bonfire into um, like a giant man-eating looking yeah. plant. But can you do it in a way that is like um, undetectable? So let's say like uh, the dragon, right? Yeah. If someone sees a dragon turn into a troll, that's probably going to tip them off that something's up. Yeah. But is there a way to do it where it's like, in the illusion, the dragon dies and disintegrates, and then the next thing that happens is, you know, uh, with, a troll comes out of the cave. With this, you know I, I, I mean? don't I don't see why not, because if you can yeah. if you can change your illusion into, like, I make it into, I make it into cinders on the ground, yeah. and then, like, you could basically, like, make it tornado yeah, into like that you just know, double rolls through and blows that away or and the dragon the, flies behind a cloud or a tree line and then there we go it disappears and then now we're a troll fire. emerges yes, out of exactly. the forest that's what i meant can you do that yeah and, and i don't see why you couldn't so illusion magic it seems like is left up this is hugely left up to the imagination yeah so yeah wherever your mind can take you within the parameters of the the spell itself mm -hmm, you right. can kind of work within that frame yeah so if you can figure it out and you know your dungeon master you, you need to, guys need to be on the same page I definitely feel like. yeah you have to compliment each other's style and not like step on each other's toes i think so because yeah. it's like well i have this ability and it's like well like the oh. monsters don't like they see your dragon but they want to still kill you like <laughs> you know you got to be into the role play right, and like right. your dungeon master has to be on your side with this yeah. and, and not really like it i, I feel like combat is where it's going to get messy um, yeah, because then you, you as a DM, you are, are always worried about balance. But at the same time, you need to reward a creative player because it seems like this class rewards a creative player. I'm looking forward to all of the comments that I get in or that we get in the like YouTube or wherever we're going to see them about like what you can do with, with this stuff illusions. that I didn't just yeah. like. I'm I'm just skimming the surface today. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting too, too deep into things. I'm just going to be. Um, you know, I'm going to lean into my character in terms of the creativity of like the oh, spells yeah, taken and stuff definitely. like that. But I, I think this is like, um, this is a really cool ability that lets you yeah, kind yeah. of work with that imagination. I think flavor. it's the type of ability that if I had read, I would have kind of been like, oh, that sounds cool, but not really thought about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was talking to your special guest, Jake, about it. Like, what yeah. can you, like, what does this mean? You know, yeah. like, what can we do with this? And right. you can, you can do some pretty cool stuff and nice. like not waste as many yeah. resources. Yeah. Um, at level 10, you get um, illusory self. So beginning at 10th level, you can create an illusory duplicate of yourself nice. as uh, an instant, almost instinctual reaction to danger. When a creature makes an attack roll against, and I think reaction is like the key word there. Yeah. So um, when a creature makes an attack roll against you, you can use your reaction to interpose the illusory duplicate between the attacker and yourself. The attack automatically misses you and the illusion dissipates. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. Okay, so it's like uh, you miss. It's a free miss. Yeah. Um, on a crit would basically, be Basically, nice. yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the Warlock gets a feature like this where... Um, yeah, you did. You can... Uh, yeah, and I played the oh, Warlock yeah, played in Warlock. Super Quest Saga. So <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Uh, Brian's actually a Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I can, As a Warlock, you can impose disadvantage. Yes, that was it. I remember. Cardi would do that all the time. This is superior, and it's long rest. That is superior, because it superior. says no to a crit. 
Yeah, basically you you create you substitution jutsu your way exactly. out your way out of That's danger. Exactly what you do. And it's like, awesome. oh fuck, I'm gonna get stabbed. And it's like, ah, gotcha. Yeah, not was, today. That was a log. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this specifically says that you're creating like. Um, a version of yourself, like yeah. an illusion so of yourself. So it looks like you, so that's what they strike at. It's not you, so it misses. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, ah, and then the sword goes through you and it yeah, just like, like explodes. <laughs> I guess it's up to you. Like, right. what is what does it look like? Does it like war- warble and yeah. like vanish or a poof of smoke? Yeah, that's definitely, I would say that's... A puff of smoke, a poof of smoke? Both. Why not both? <laughs> it's a puff and a poof. It's a puff and a poof. No, you only get one. Action economy. Uh, <laughs> and then I guess we'll go up to level 14. Yeah, so, we want to talk um, about the whole subclass, so yeah illusory reality uh by 14th level uh you have learned the secret of weaving shadow magic into your illusions to give them a semi-reality what we were talking about with shadows earlier when you cast an illusion spell of first level or higher you can choose one inanimate non-magical object that is part of the illusion and make that object real uh you can do this on your turn as a bonus action while the spell is ongoing the object remains real for one minute. For example, you can create an illusion of a bridge over a chasm or chasm, chasm. and then make it real long enough for you and your allies to cross. The object can't deal damage or otherwise directly harm anyone. So it's not that real. It's only um, <laughs> still like, you're, you're you literally make you your, are making something from nothing for a limited time. But that's badass. You can't make a sword to yeah. stab somebody. Yeah. But you can make like. A bridge to carry a, a, a caravan? <laughs> yeah, like if you want to cross like... Well, uh, one minute. You're not going to get a caravan across a bridge in a minute. But. No, but let's say like there's a gap. You can't jump yeah. and you're trying to run away. You yeah. could feasibly do that or create like a ladder, I guess, yeah. to crawl out of yeah. a pit or... Yeah. Or um, create a door. I mean, it doesn't say you can't create a door to block somebody from following you. See, there you go. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. You yeah. can do a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff here. Like if yeah. you're in a pinch and you're very high level... There's probably other magic you can do to save yourself, exactly. but you could just use your illusion stuff to like, I make a ladder and then I get out and I make a shovel mm-hmm. and I like dig a hole. I don't know. Like you could do, you could turn your ladder into a shovel and make it real. Right. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Uh, this, so this is, that's it for the list of like what you get as an illusionist. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've already gone over all the wizard stuff in our two wizard episodes. So. Right. Yeah. All the flavor of this class is in the spells itself. Like how most of the things that's are. Definitely the wizard. I definitely ha- I had to flavor my guy more with spells. Although right. I got, I got a little crazy with the, with the backstory. He's very flavorful. He's juicy. <laughs> nice. He's I a juicy boy. I lean hard in the backstory today too. Okay. So for we're, sure. We're, um, we're doing good. So, I think. uh, yeah, let's, uh, check out the character you built today. You built a wizard illusionist level 10. Tell yeah. me about your character. So uh, my character is based off of a real person named, oh. um, well, their stage name is Faye Presto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never heard of him. It's but... a female magician uh-huh. in um, in London, Britain, okay. um, the UK. Uh, Current, modern now? Yeah, they're pretty old. Uh, oh, okay. I think they're like 88 now. Oh, they're up there. Okay. Uh, so their heyday was back then. Their heyday is now, I think, too. Oh, shit. Like, well, <laughs> like, um, they're, they're called the queen of up-close magic. And okay. one of one of her best tricks or most notable tricks is a disappearing bottle like through a solid table. Mm-hmm. So she'll take a bottle and wrap it in a table like a napkin, like, you know, that thick material. Yeah, sure. And push it through the table. And mm-hmm. it'll pop out on the bottom hole. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people at the table, like, I can hear it cracking and crackling as mm-hmm. you push it through. Wow. And then she's like, sometimes they break, so I'm going to wrap it up. And obviously right, that's right, like right. the trick, that's, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can't there, see yeah. the There's bottle setup, collapsing, yeah. <laughs> but the bottle appears beneath and she pulls it out and puts uh-huh. it on the table. Right. And a lot of that is like showmanship and stuff. Of so course. I modeled yeah. my character to have that sort of start as a... Uh, performance magician right. as like right. we kind of went over in in the the wizard data yes. as they as they yes. present it in the player's handbook exactly so um my my person Faye presto was um a performer in a tavern okay. um, just doing table magic for people with illusion sure, minor improved minor illusion probably She's this is like low level early early days living. crack it and smack it my dude <laughs> yeah, yeah um so so yeah that um oh sorry no you're good <laughs> uh what should I go over first? Should I go over like my stats? Because um, they're pretty standard. We're going standard array. Um, I would do it in whatever order you think is best. Um, I'll just since I have it up. Um, yeah. I got I dumped my strength, so I went eight strength. Uh, 
minus one strength, plus one dexterity, mm-hmm. zero con, which I know is never like, you know, I went 10 con. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of leaned into being a weak, yeah, squishy yeah. wizard. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta put the stats to character. The illusion magic is like really um, defensive, it seems like. It can be, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see it being as offensive in a, a lot of cases, but right. there are offensive spells where yeah. you, you create like an illusion of the mind and like, um, I think it's called like phantasmal illusion where you like make... Uh, their worst fear appear and it mm-hmm. like attacks them and stuff like that. Right, I'll right. go, I'll look into the spells in a little bit, but plus three intelligence, um, plus one wisdom, plus three charisma. Uh, I did go with a, um, a changeling. Okay. Um, oh, to kind nice. of like lead yeah. into that's the, important information. Yeah. The, well, this is like before I really got the persona of the character and I was like, okay. well, I'll just like go full, like present the illusion mm-hmm. to like shape shift and do that. But I think if I did a rebuild, I might pick a different class, like a tiefling or a, um, or, or if you were to rebuild the same character, you weren't feeling the illusion class. Yeah, like like looking back on like who I chose to model my character after, I'm thinking like changeling may not be the best thing, oh, okay. but I like I'll, I'll, I'll you know it's I don't think it's as important. Okay. <laughs> Damn, my AC is only 11. Yeah, welcome to the world of wizard. Although mine's pretty impressive, but <laughs> yeah, that's you, for other reasons. You get hit, it's it's over. Mm-hmm. But I get I get cool stuff with changeling. Like I mm-hmm. get um I get a boost in charisma, and I took intelligence, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and I get. Uh, I think I took like Elvish and Sylvan because mm-hmm. I wanted my character to eventually end up in the Feywilds and oh, okay. to improve the illusion magic and like the the kind of um, so mystical, may- like whimsical nature of like becoming a performer, right? Become like Fey touched and maybe even like um, you know hit that random table of how long you spend in the Fey right, and what of happens. Course, of course. And, yeah, yeah. And I would love to run this like world build this character mm-hmm. a little bit to go through that on like the random charts that they provide for that sort of oh, thing. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. And and but eventually like go to the Fey and then become notable enough to be um hand picked for espionage or mm. you know by the king or whatever it may be. Cause I was like, how am I gonna get this character into an adventuring party? Right. Um, Where where's the point of change for her? So maybe pick up at level three or four mm-hmm. uh starting in a campaign Mm -hmm. and uh, move with a party from there. Like I've already been, I got lost in the Fey. I met like Fey creatures and learned some shit, learned Fey morality. And like, Oh boy. Now I can, does she have like Fey morality now? uh, Maybe like in touch with that a little more in terms of like applying it to performance. Okay. Uh, And, you know, kind of bring that mystery or that oddity to catch the attention of okay. her subjects or whatever. Gotcha. But um, becoming so good at illusions and being, I think initially I was thinking like a changeling to do infiltration missions. Cause mm-hmm. I think initially my build was like, I'm going to build like a nasty character that like gets in there and um, like messes up governments <laughs> and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like for the work of like uh, for hire. Basically. Oh wow. Okay. So almost espionage. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I was like, we built a glamour bard like that. We did. So, yeah. <laughs> so maybe let me like move away from that that old idea and like yeah. kind of go with a more classic adventurer yeah. that's just sort of been through some more unique things in terms of like a right. fighter might have been through war. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. this character has been through like teachings of, yeah. you know, you have to learn the illusion of magic at some point yeah, from a teacher and instructor like the hard school. knocks of like trying to establish your own profession. Yeah. And then like, yeah. well, time to make money so I can learn, like I have to build resources to put right. into spells. Yeah. So they've got a lot of illusion magic in their spell book. Right. And they, um, they go into like, and maybe they're like, well, I don't give a shit about fireball cause I'm not trying to blow people the fuck up. I'm trying no, to, no, that's I'm not my MO. Money here. I'm trying yeah. to make yeah. money or like when I'm in the Fey, I'm trying to, escape from danger or like sure stay yeah safe. yeah i forgot there's the fate part too. and yeah. and i'm thinking like that's how we apply the this sort of magic defensive magic okay um or using illusions for defense or distractions oh, okay. so they yeah. can like get away and mm-hmm. uh as a changeling you know just change my shape and I, no one is any the wiser right if things don't work out in this place i'll move on to the next yeah, town she's illusions all the way down yeah like, that's yeah. what i was thinking so yeah. Um, that's pretty much the character as a whole. I think, I think Does the, the character have a name. Uh, yeah. Faye, Faye Presto. I just, oh, ca- I just, just kind of lifted it. 
Um, but I'm okay. thinking maybe just All go right. by Presto, maybe okay. not Faye. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that because I remember I was looking through our character builder and I just saw uh, your character. I just said the prestige. I was yeah. like, oh, I can't wait to see what this is. <laughs> well, because I was going to do, and I was like, I had decided like, okay, performer. Like, sure. Yeah, I'll yeah, go yeah. with the prestige and like Ed Norton. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. And uh, Although Ed Norton's in The Illusionist, not, not in The Prestige. Oh, yeah, because I was also looking at the, I was like, I remember I like The Illusionist I, they're, more they're, than The Prestige. I think they're both good movies. They yeah. shouldn't be compared because they're very different types of stories. But yeah, I I, uh, I agree with that, yeah. and I. But if I'm going head to head, I like that move. I like Ed that Norton more than more. Christian yeah. Bale in this setting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless like I don't All think Ed actors. Norton is a good Batman. You know what I mean? I think Christian Bale is a pretty good Batman. He's yeah, he's a pretty good Batman. I don't want to get into that conversation. No, this is that's, not the that's time. That's a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Keaton. Uh, no, we, <laughs> don't get me started, bro. He's back, dude. Cool, I guess. I'm not a Michael <laughs> Keaton Batman fan, so don't get me started. But um, that that's uh, that's the whole the whole of it. The skinny. Um, okay. I think it's worth mentioning that like um, this this person I based my character off of is uh, a oh. trans woman. Oh, okay. And, and it's uh, very like one of the more notable magicians of the of her circle for sure like out okay there. for sure um sure. like part of is it uh, based in london yeah mm-hmm. for sure what was it again hang on i have it i have it up mm-hmm. um because they're uh the inner magic circle uh and i think that's like uh Ooh, sounds like a cult well yeah it, you know in a way <laughs> I, guess, I suppose it is to it for sure but uh i think she performed at like clapton's birthday party oh, and like yeah. you know uh i watched a little docu and they were saying like you go you get into one celebrity party and then it leads to your next celebrity party so right. she's very she's mostly Networking. i see her working in restaurants oh for sure is uh is what so at level 10 what is faye presto doing so at level ten, you basically you get the uh, no the, no I meant like uh, I mean oh, you when, can talk to me mechanically. Now. I mean, what does she do day to day at level ten? I'm thinking I have this character's older uh-huh. at level by level ten, maybe oh, up okay. in like the 60, right. 60 year old range. Oh, okay, she's done lived the life. Yeah, then. so she's okay. an older woman. This so is I, an NPC that you meet in a in a town or a city. Then no, I, I well kind of I was yeah. thinking like. I wanted to play this character in like a campaign setting, like uh, maybe a one or two shot right. sort of deal. But maybe not start at level 10 then. Uh, well, no, I wanted to do like a higher level adventure where like oh, okay. I am a seasoned like Veteran. or maybe or maybe this is a character that the party can go along with for a city game sort of deal. Like, sure. let me get you in. Like, I know the connections right. and like I can kind of like. But as a player, not as an NPC. Because you can make a wall, like you can literally make an illusion of a fucking brick wall, and everybody get behind me, and sure, we're just yeah. gonna like walk into this yeah. joint. I'm not saying she wouldn't be useful in a party. I oh think no, she'd yeah, be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the idea. Is like maybe it could be. I want to play the character, but I was thinking like if it is an NPC sort of character that the party yeah. needs, this is the sort of role they would play. Right, right. It feels like an MP, like a like a cool, notable fan favorite NPC in a campaign. Yeah, and that's I what think, she feels like to me in this. I think that would be really because cool. she's so seasoned and already level 10 and all that other stuff maybe if we dial it back to the earlier levels like yeah. level five or you get six that growth going on yeah, yeah and i can play the character and look sort of be out in the wilderness right, or something like right. that that would be fun yeah be and, cool. and I, I thought i thought that it would be like level by level 10 you know older mm-hmm. experienced definitely w- wise no, and like, 10, you're no fucking joke like yeah. you are no fucking joke and you can I, like you a can, single level 10 can be the sole protector of an entire town of ten thousand people easy yeah dude a uh a jack aware of our more recent episode <laughs> sure. yeah. is uh, assaulting the townsfolk at yeah. the gate or whatever. Yeah. And you then just, Mr. Mr. Or Mr. Level 10 shows up. How about I make a fucking giant? Exactly. Yeah. That's and like there's a, a giant at the gate. Illusionist. Yeah. And okay. not, what's going to stand up to that? Like really? Because exactly. the way illusion magic works is if you move through it, if you interact with it physically, mm-hmm. it the creature realizes it's an illusion. Right. But you can do other things like other kinds of stuff as like attacks well, level so she's level 10 what's her spells dc uh, uh spell safe do you got it because my because i don't think a jaguar is going to save what's uh what's the spell dc how do i get <laughs> yeah i hate by the way that, i hate the fucking this the desktop that you're looking at yeah fuck that every time i build one on here i i download the pdf because the pdf is is oh, the I normal character i should have done that yeah, now you know because i'm used to looking at it at the on the tablet but i yeah. think my um well, what's your uh, maybe we can figure out what's the proficiency bonus at level 10 plus four? Yeah, four, and okay. then I have um, I'm gonna be using intelligence, so three, three, so that's seven plus uh, plus eight, 
plus eight, so 15. Yeah. DC 15? Yeah. Not that's bad. Gonna be, that's going to be tough. Um, did I build... I don't think I leveled... I didn't level this character up to 10 in the... Oh, no, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. so, like, level level 15. I'm so used to um, 16 and 17 for, like, our mid-max saga characters. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so uh, I was like, that seems low. Yeah, even I was looking at your HP, I was like, damn, that's level 10. Super low yeah. HP, yeah. yeah this 42. is just the average. But uh, that's sure. that's what happens when you just take the the average with no con bonus. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, well, is there anything else you want to say about your character? No, I think, I think the meat and potatoes of... Of this character is is kind of what we talked about. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's so difficult when I was looking at all this these different illusion spells. Like, it really is like a limitless possibility of kind of your thing. imagination. Right. Like, right. <laughs> you make this illusion. It is it what you be, want it to exactly. be. Exactly. So this is a really actually I think a difficult like sort of spellcaster to play because of that. Um, yeah. I also think it's not a bad way for a brand new character to go because I find you know, a lot of times a brand new player will want to, oh, well, can I do this? And then you, you make a great point. A lot point. of times it's the, the answer is like, well, yes, technically, but you got to think about this, this, and this. And with the illusion, it's like, well, yeah, you can make it look however you want. Exactly. Because a, a fighter player might ask for something that takes three checks. Mm-hmm. like, And it seems like a simple action, but mm-hmm. it's maybe not. Right. An illusionist can make an illusion. It's like, I want it to do this, this, and this. And it's like, totally. Yeah, It absolutely. can do this, this, and this. Well, I think that's enough about the illusionist. Let's take a short rest and we'll come back to the necromancer. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga! A future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast from Brood and Dungeon Mastered by yours truly, me... And set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! All right, we're back. We've returned. Indeed we have, and we're talking about one of the darkest, if not the darkest school of wizardry. Necromancy. (laughs) 
Necromancy, yes. <laughs> so necromancy is a school of magic that spells uh, manipulate the power of death, unlife, and the life force. A wizard who specializes in the necromantic school is called a necromancer. Necromancy spells manipulate the energies of life and death. Such spells can grant an extra reserve of life force, drain the life energy from another creature, create the undead, or even bring the dead back to life. Yeah, this is we're doing some taboo magic today. Yeah, yeah. I think illusion indeed. magic might be taboo. In some circles. In some circles. Necromancy almost definitely is, is almost everywhere. Um, Cleric circles mostly. Which is, which is cool in a way because the player's handbook has almost no no type of like class options that seem inherently evil. Mm. Um, a lot of the evil class options are in like the Dungeon Master's Guide with the Oathbreaker and I think, what is it, the um, Domain of Death for clerics and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. And this, is, this is really the only like... It's hard to make this not be evil kind of class in yeah, the player's handbook. But there are ways you can do it. Um, you can make it not evil, but it's definitely yeah. taboo. And the game, another. the Wizards of the Coast is like moving, trying to move away from those stereotypes, like making things inherently evil, like written in the text to give right. it more free form. Right. Which is like, it's progressive times right now. So Yeah, sure. But at the same time, like... It's still fucking pretty evil. Yeah, you know, this is evil <laughs> as fuck. And, um, and the the options I was talking about for the D- dungeon master, I mean, they're evil as shit too. It's okay. like, you know the oathbreaker and the uh, the circle of death cleric. It's about killing people in, brutally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, creating the undead through the use of necromancy spells such as animate dead is not a good act. No. <laughs> and only evil casters use such spells frequently. So let's get into, um, we're just going to get directly into like the player's handbook mechanics. So the School of Necromancy explores the cosmic forces of life, death, and undeath. As you focus your studies in this tradition, you learn to manipulate the energy that animates all living things. As you progress, you learn to sap the life force from a creature as your magic destroys its body, transforming, <laughs> transforming that vital energy into magical power you can manipulate. Most people see necromancers as menacing or even villainous due to the close association with death. Not all necromancers are evil. Evil, but the forces they manipulate are considered taboo by many societies. Definitely. So just reiterating what we said. Yeah. Um, well, we had reiterated what the... What sure. <laughs> um, so level two, you get the same thing that all wizards get. Uh, basically, beginning when you select the school at second level, the gold and time you must spend to copy a necromancy spell into your soul book is half. So whatever you specialize in, you're better at it. Um, but also level two, you get a feature called Grim Harvest. At second level, you gain the ability to reap life energy from creatures you kill with your spells. Once per turn, when you kill one or more creatures with a spell of first level or higher, you regain hit points equal to twice the spell's level, or three times its level if the spell belongs to the school of necromancer, which it probably does because you're a necromancer. Right. You don't gain this benefit for killing constructs or undead because they don't have life force energy to reap. That's fair. Yeah. That is fair. So, but a Pokemon could it, probably still Giga Drain it. I mean, well, yeah, because it's Pokemon. But um, so right out the gate, you're really good at killing things. And guess what? Killing things makes you stronger. Right. So already that down guy, the road of evil. It's, it's that soft, chewy death flavor. <laughs> right. It's already chewed gum. <laughs> so at level six, you get the feature. This is one of my favorite features, if not my favorite feature. Undead Thralls. Okay. Uh, at six level, you add the anime dead spell to your spell book. If it's not already there, which it isn't, what are you doing? You're a necromancer. Uh, when you cast enemy dead, you can target one additional corpse or pile of bones, creating another zombie or skeleton as appropriate. Whenever you create an undead um, using a necromancy spell, it has additional benefits. Okay. The creature's hit point maximum is increased by the amount equal to your wizard level. Um, and the creature adds your proficiency bonus to its weapon damage rolls. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like a, a free attack on those guys, pretty exactly. much to absorb. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I, t- I take out my special bag of holding and I dump out a fucking corpse. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It just fucking gets up. Yeah. I do some fucking signs over it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Edo Tensei, let's go. <laughs> so at level ten, we get a feature called uh, uh, Inured to Death. No, inured to undeath. Beginning at 10th level, you have resistance to necrotic damage, and your hit point maximum can't be reduced. You have spent so much time dealing with undead and the forces that animate them that you've become uh, immune to some of the worst effects. Okay. So you're you're so inundated with darkness that it doesn't hurt you as much anymore. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, at level 14, you get command undead. Starting at 14th level, you can use magic to bring undead under your control, even those created by other wizards. Uh Uh-oh. 
As an action, you can choose one undead that you can see within 60 feet of you. That creature must make a charisma saving throw against your wizard spell. Uh, save DC, which is going to be garbage because undead have like no charisma. Yeah. If it succeeds, you can't use this feature on it again, uh, which is common. If it fails, it becomes friendly to you and obeys your commands until you use this feature again. Intelligent undead are harder to control this way. Uh, because they actually have a charisma score. Nice. Uh, if the target has an intelligence of eight or higher, it has advantage on saving throw. Also that, apparently. If it fails the saving throw and has an intelligence of 12 or higher, it can repeat the saving throw at the end of every hour until it succeeds and breaks free. So the, the smarter ones, not only um, is it harder to get them under control, uh, they have the chance to break free every okay. hour. Okay. So that, that last one's a lot, this command undead. Yeah, it is a lot. And basically, um, a necromancer's worst fear is another necromancer. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, if Necromancer Joe shows up, he might, you know, take over your guys. And then it's just a battle of who's taking over whose guys. It's then, resource management yeah, at that point. It's resource point. management who can at that do, point. Who can manage and your like, action economy can, the best? Can, can you tell when you have command? Like, you know what I mean? It's not like they glow a different color when they switch sides. So it's like, who's keeping track of who's controlling who? Maybe that's what, going on. Maybe that's the trick to winning a Necromancer versus Necromancer battle uh-huh. is to make it look like the other guy's in control, but really Ooh, you're in control. Yeah, I like that. And like, like last second. It's like, oh, I'm being yeah. surrounded. Yeah, and no. then they just oh, wait, like, they all obey me. And then they just like, I don't know, pick you up and move you to the back. And then <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this yeah, looks. Sure, sure. Well, I just, I, I would imagine like, the skeletons, we got Joe, we got Bob. Bob, Bob is sending <laughs> skeletons at Joe. Um, Joe turns a couple of them, but then seems to get overwhelmed. And But but in reality, he's taking over them, but continuing their command to march at him. Okay. And so eventually, the hope here is to get as many under control as you can by the time they get to you. So right when Bob thinks he's got it, guess what? You weren't controlling any of them. They're all Joe's. Uh, skeletons now and you don't have time to do anything about it because they're coming straight for you. Oh, wild. See, I was thinking like, what if the BBG or just the bad guy for this arc or whatever is a necromancer and you have a party with a necromancer and for some reason also a cleric and you could turn their undead to make them go towards that guy, and then the necromancer can jump in and while they're close and, take and turn. That's see, that's some combo power. I that's like combo that. That's power. really cool. I like that. And then that a the lot. necromancer and the cleric high five, and the cleric washes his hands with holy water <laughs> exactly. and throws up. <laughs> we were never really friends. Okay, Sacred so flames the shit out of everything. Any questions about necromancer before we get into my character? Uh, no, I want to know. Okay, about you your character. Know. All right, so the necromancer is not my favorite. Um, of the subclasses, I would probably never run one on my own. And so I've never felt the need to. Yeah. So what I like about us doing stuff like this is it forces me to get out of my box and get creative and make something out of like make a necromancer that I would play and that I would think was fun. So I made one. This uh, guy, he is a lizard folk, uh, level seven wizard necromancer. His name is Machawi of the Blasted Heath. Okay, cool. And so... Your characters always have such long, like, <laughs> monikers. Yeah. I get really into my characters and they're full of themselves. So before we get into the stats, I guess I will write down, or I will read what I wrote down about, like, their appearance. Uh, Mine will their... be Presto of the Fey now. There we go. Presto yeah. of the Fey. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's much actually, better than the direct lift. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, change it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So Machawi is a black... Oh, yeah, he's lizard folk. Did I mention that already? No. Yes. So he is cool. a lizard folk necromancer. Nice. So Machawi is a black-scaled lizard folk male. He wears the skull of a black dragon wormling on his head with dozens of runes and totems hanging from it and from his fins. Across <laughs> his chest are painted tribal scrawlings. Otherwise, he only wears a single loincloth for clothing. Okay, cool. I'm going with a real, like, voodoo witch doctor kind of film. Sure. Um, he wields a staff upon which are tied three human skulls enchanted with the augury spell. Ooh. One skull says woe, one skull says wield, and the other says woe and wield, which I can go over that a little bit more when we talk about the augury spell. Okay. I, I See, I had to do it this way because I wanted him to just be able to do the augury spell, but you can't. Only the cleric can. So I was like, Or I the had- um, uh, ancestral barbarian. Oh, nice! That's pretty badass. Yeah. I didn't know that because in uh, uh, in F bats, oh, he we does have that. one, and oh, he does. Cool. He so does you know, so you're familiar with the spell. Yeah, okay. Augury. I get them Augury and Clairvoyance confused because it's the only two spells you can do, and I'm like, which one is which? <laughs> which one is which? Okay. Augury is the one where you can uh, kind of get yeah. a, a heads up about the future. Kinda. So it's like if I do this, what will happen? And like, whoa, yeah, and they tell you it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Like what if it, like the parameters are like it doesn't account if somebody unexpectedly dies or like something like that. Um, know, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Go ahead and keep talking. Yeah, it's it's more like 
Okay, so I'll, I'll let you look it up. Um, but oh, right but the point was again, I wanted to go with this like almost fortune teller thing too. Yeah, that makes sense. I couldn't get the spell any other way but to cheat and say this spell has that. This staff has that spell on it. Well, who's to say that your powerful level seven character didn't pick it, up a well exactly. Well, staff. the truth is he inherited it from his mother, which we'll get into in a in a minute. Nice. Okay, so. should we go over what Augury does real quick? Since yeah, I have sure. It? Actually, I, I forgot I printed it out somewhere. But go ahead. You already pulled it out. Uh, by casting, uh, this this part is off flavor, but by casting gem and laid sticks, rolling dragon bones, laying out ornate cards, or employing some other divining tool, which is your staff or whatever. Yeah, with the three skulls. Uh, right. Speak. You receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. The spell doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as the casting of additional spells or the loss or gain of a companion. If you cast a spell two or more times before before completing your next long rest, there is a cumulative 25% chance uh, for each casting. After the first, you get a random reading. And I don't really know what that means, but it says to see page 216 of, like, the PHB, I'm assuming. For sure. So I just love the image of this lizard folk dude with, like, a skull headdress uh, traveling with the party. And the party's like, who the fuck is this guy? And then, like, he asks his staff questions and the skulls speak. Yeah. It's very Halloween. I love Should it. Should I raise these undead? <laughs> Okay. Okay, I I'm will. doing it. <laughs> so Machawi was born to a witch who dwelt alone in a swamp known as the Blasted Heath. His father is unknown, but rumored to be one of the witch's many desperate visitors. They say he came in the night wishing for vengeance on a rifle. She demanded from him his firstborn son, and when the visitor left in the morning, his rival was already dead, killed by a mysterious ailment. Machawi was raised and trained in the dark arts by his mother. Raising the dead, reading omens, speaking with spirits, and even consorting with demons. Upon the passing of his mother, Machawi decided to venture outside the Blasted Heath alongside his two undead guard drakes. Because he can raise two two zombies at once. That's cool. So I just reflavored of his guard drakes. They're mechanically still, um, you know, just zombies. Yeah. But they look like, you know, lizard creatures that would live in the swamp. Yeah, I love the lizard folk being the necromancer. It's like, well, these are good parts. <laughs> exactly. <What>? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what he's like. This is very functional. Um, <laughs> Uh, so he so he leaves the swamp with his guard drakes. Machawi seeks to rise in power beyond even his mother. He wishes to avoid the fate of death himself. So personality-wise, Machawi is relatively pleasant, actually. Uh, though intimidating in appearance, especially when silent, Machawi is not cruel. He is cold and calculating, as all lizard folk are, but he is mostly just pragmatic and honest. He views his practice as practical as a practical path to power and fails to see the wickedness of undeath. This leads to many awkward situations since Machawi performs poorly in casual conversation since what he knows is since all he knows is necromancy, forbidden knowledge, swamp survival and taboo ritual. Okay. And uh, those are those are topics few find palatable. Okay. Um, let me see here. What did I write? Just survive. Oh, yeah. His his background was hermit, which makes sense because, you know, he lived basically alone. In a right. And who's going to want to hang out with this? But dude? with hermit comes uh, this uh, feature called discovery in which, like, you've seen some crazy you've made some crazy discovery that's like really like reality changing. And so I had to think about it. I like what could fit for this guy. And I ended up writing something down. So during a drug induced prophetic vision, um, which always has witness the arcane weave that binds the universe together and in it the uh the glimpses of a path to the mastery of death beyond that of even a lich where one's alignment and autonomy remain intact without the great weakness of and without the great weakness of phylactery he only remembers pieces of the vision but seeks to find this ultimate path in own life oh sick dude. so like he knows there is a way he doesn't know how though okay so that's his discovery and it's like <laughs> whether he gets there or not that's up to the campaign right so okay. that's that's machawi um, we already kind of went over Augury, but I'll go over his stats. So he's actually a pretty stocky boy. He's only level seven, but um, I, I kind of min-maxed him in a way. He's got 16 intelligence and 16 constitution. Really worked with his race because he gets a plus two to that. Yeah. Um, well, can't he, like, eat stuff to get HP as a lizard? Lizard folk? Here. I think you can bite, like, I know what you're talking flesh about. of... And it's like I a think, D6. I think you're right, because he does have a bite attack. Let me see if I can find it here. Hungry Jaws, what's for sure? This is, is. bonus action. You can make a bite attack if it hits, you gain three temporary hit HP. So, yeah. Three. He, he <laughs> it's told, only three, he but it's told, awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So, um, that's cool for uh, a wizard to get 10 oh, HP yeah, passively like so, that. And he's got natural armor and shit, too. So, uh, 16 constitution, 14 dexterity, only 10 strength, 12 wisdom, and 8 charisma. He's got no charisma. So, plus two to initiative. He's got a 15 armor class. Um, because of that natural scales that he has, plus mm -hmm. his dexterity and all that, fifty-one HP because he's a he's a stocky boy. Um, 
I think for um, cantrips, he's got chill touch. He's got bite. He's got toll the bell. Let me see. Where, where's his spell list? Yeah. Dancing lights and infestation are his cantrips. Okay. Um, spells that I chose specifically, the kinds that he would cast would be like cause fear, uh, unseen servant, which I would kind of like, I would reflavor unseen servant as like a, a spirit. A spirit that he calls from the nether realm or cool, whatever. Okay. Um, fog cloud, because, you know, that's very Halloween-y and dark. Yeah. Shield, because it's practical. Sleep is another, like, kind of, like... I wouldn't say it's, like, a, a scary... It's a scary spell. I think sleep's a scary spell. It can be, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It can be a super weak spell. It's yeah. all about how you apply it. Right. The Because the, damaged creatures will be more susceptible to it, right? Yeah, very much so. Um, and then I chose Raven Feeblement, Web. I'm going, again, with the Swamp thing, something like Spider, no, yeah, this is really Fog, cool. uh, Mind Spike, Detect Thoughts, Animate Dead, Bestow Curse, Gaseous Form, so he can turn other people or himself into like a gas yeah, cloud. Yeah, into a cloud. Um, blight. cool with the Swamp, because it's like, there's you don't know if it's the magic or if it's just the fucking swamp. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then Vandalism Killer, and then finally, uh, when shit has hit the fan and uh, uh, last resort, he can summon a greater demon. Okay, which cool. Which is very dangerous. Yeah, because if that, if you, what is it, like you fail the check on it or to control it and it mm-hmm. just like is a wild demon? Like it could attack anybody? Yeah, basically. I, I only, I, I skimmed it. I didn't really, because yeah, it wasn't that think, important to his character. I think that's as, how like, it works though. Was. Like if you, if it gets like, yeah, you can lose control of it. Basically. And it could come to kill you because exactly. it's a demon and you summoned it and it doesn't want to be here probably. Exactly. Or it does, but it wants to do what it wants to do, which is kill everybody. Yeah. And, and especially you now. Especially you because you, you deign to think that you could control it. Exactly. So um, are you, are you, is your character an adventurer or is your character like an NPC in the bog? Oh uh, no, he is definitely an adventurer. Okay, this is cool. a character I would super want to play. Oh just nice, be okay. fucking hilarious half the time. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. The, the lizard folk like doing this. Like, um, yeah. there's elements of uh, lots of other characters. Yes. I think that I've seen you kind of not necessarily create or play, but like interact with a lot. <laughs> exactly. So there's there's like things like borrowed. there's little pieces from here and there. Yeah, because uh, I, I really had to think about it hard because I was like, what what necromancer would I possibly want to play as? Right. Okay. Um, and I also I didn't want to be too cliche. But um, let me see. So, yeah, he's got uh, the natural armor gives him an AC of 13 plus his dex mod. That's why. So he's like he's wearing better than studded leather with just his loincloth. I have this. Um, you're so much data in your backstory. Like I have this thing where I build characters like this character could die. So I don't flesh out the backstory until oh. I, until I start playing them yeah. in a campaign. Cause no, I, want I know that, what you mean. Like, and I think space. that's, that's, that's a good thing to do. I think for, for these, early levels, especially for, but for my level 10 character, I think you do, I, you want to flesh it out probably a little more for yeah. that. But for me, it's, uh, it's a good exercise for me. I like to write stuff anyways. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's just good content Okay, um, yeah. to, to flesh it out a little bit more. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that like, I think was flavorful or juicy about this boy. I love his guard drakes. Zombie guard drakes are very intimidating. Um, but yeah, this is this is like a character that like I would expect the party to not trust or like at all at the beginning. But slowly but surely, they realize Machawi's actually a cool dude. He's a cool dude. He's probably just reliable based off of his instincts as a lizard folk exactly. and like the way. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem like you're trying to animate too much like of your neighbors dead. No, you know, and that's that's where it gets extra super duper taboo is like, uh, hey, I'm a necromancer. Can I go to the I'm just going to sneak off to the graveyard and like (laughs) get get some product. Yeah. Which Uh is something which we might do if he doesn't realize that he could get in trouble for it. Okay, Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like my zombie guard drakes died. He needs more zombies (laughs) and he can't find any more guard drakes to kill. So (laughs) I like I like just like stumbling upon him like digging up a grave yeah. and they're, everybody's like what are you doing man and he's like you guys just throw this stuff away exactly that's exactly <laughs> what he would say what the hell's um, wrong with you but any other questions about Machawi oh yeah I guess one last thing uh, Machawi is a Swahili word for witch and then I took the Blasted Heath it's the name of the place in H.P. Lovecraft's Color Out of Space it's like the oh. terrible uh, bog area that, is Color uh, Out of Space a Dagon thing no it's not What what's the What's the bad guy in that one? Or the um, the color out of space. The, the color out guy. of space. It's the color that comes from space. Is yeah. that the one where they go to the rainforest? No, a meteor falls on this farmer's land. It's it's very terrible. Oh shit! And yeah. He goes out there with the shotgun. It's fucking raditz. 
But <laughs> no, no, God, that'd be fucking hilarious. No, but a meteor lands in this in this farmer's land, and I'm like racking the, my brain, I don't think I've read this one. The color out of space. Uh, well, spoilers for color. It's super space. popular. Whatever this entity is, it's not really named or understood. It just came from space, but it's draining the life force from everything around it and driving oh, people crazy. Shit. Yeah, fucking and tree it of gets life. In, it gets inside people, drives them crazy, makes them and like disintegrates them from the inside out. Oh yeah, man, exactly. Nice. So, Blessed Heath, Machawi, cool character. I think it's re- I think we're ready for a long rest. Yeah, let's get ready let's, for the long rest. Let's do it. Well, it's time for bed. <laughs> we talk about what we're thankful for and what my footwear is like in my house. And uh, one of my slippers is made of bones and rotting flesh. And the other one, uh, if don't touch it, because it you you know. It might vanish. <laughs> that one's not real. This one looks like a normal slippy, but is it? Uh, no. <laughs> My foot's very cold. Uh, both of I them. I would imagine. Why don't you illusion it to make it a matching pair? I can make it real with my level 10 ability. That's true. Well, only for this a This one's a real slippy for at least one minute, yeah. and this one is undead. <laughs> this one will drain your life force. Don't wear this one. Don't wear uh, either of these. That's not a good set of slippies. <laughs> these are bad slippers. These are almost as bad as my elemental slippers. Uh, let's talk about uh, people we're thankful for on Patreon for coming and uh, being supporters, subscribers, patrons yeah. of the Dungeon Cast. Absolutely. Um, and in like Super Quest Saga since they're associated. So they are. Uh, let me go through my list here. Thank you, Phoenix Salsa. Thank you, Phoenix. Uh, okay. Cool fucking name, Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> sweet. Uh, thank you, Retrobit Cotter. Thank you, Retrobit Cotter. Uh, <laughs> this one's fun. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Will, I think. Is that? That's the, the whole the, name. The whole, yeah. right, say, say it again. Say the uh, whole I'm name. I'm not again. sure how to pronounce this. Ellipses. Will, well, I oh, think. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm not saying that, but thank you. Will? 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 <laughs> uh, thank you, NyQuil for life. Thank you, NyQuil for life. Oh, I feel you. <laughs> um, thank you, JP the pirate. Thank you, JP the pirate. Uh, thank you, Spencer Darby. Thank you, Spencer. Uh, thank you, Fox-sama. And thank then you, there's Fox-sama. A, there's a character. It's Fox-sama. Like, like, oh. Uh, like and there's a Master Japanese Fox. character, I'm, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, read. the Fox there, is referring to an anime character? Fox-sama. And then there's a character I don't recognize here. Oh, okay. There's an, uh, there's an emoji or something. Gotcha, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, thank you, Mark Henriksen. Thanks, Mark. Uh, thank you, Nicholas Cordio. Thank you, Nicholas. Uh, th- that name sounds familiar. Welcome back, Nicholas. <laughs> if you're who I think you are. Uh, thank you, Nick Quavers. Thanks, Qu- Nick. Coovers. It's C U Y V E R S. I can't say you say it again. C U Y V E R S. Kyvers. Kyvers. I would say that's okay. how I would say. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, thank you, Black Wolf. Thank you, Black Wolf. For your up. Um, and yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say something else. No, oh, no, God. no, no. Don't had... make me laugh so hard in my back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you to everybody who came in on Patreon. Um, we know the situation out there is dire, so yeah. uh, ish, yeah. and uh, and things are crazy. So we really appreciate anybody that's willing to, to come out and support in this time. Absolutely. Let's talk about stuff. <clears throat> Let's talk about stuff you can get on Patreon. Okay, I, yeah. I don't know if people know what they're the, getting the fucking full fold of Catalog. shit that is there because yeah. there's so much stuff there at this point big backlog and and stuff that we try to update it as much as we can at least like once or twice a month mm-hmm. um, to give you guys more fresh content yeah um, so um, I think there's I guess, two regular things that are going up these days yeah, there's two there's something there's stuff going up all the time um, like pretty much Okay, let's start at the $5 tier. If you if you are a $5 patron, you mm. can get uh, early episodes of the Dungeon Cast as yep. we record them. Yep. So right now our recording schedule is once every three weeks. So Dude. pretty much you're going to get three episodes, mm-hmm. you know, that many weeks early. Yeah, three episodes, three weeks early, every three weeks. Yeah, well, like well, the first Roughly, episode we record is like one week early, then two weeks early. Then oh, three, yeah, that's you know true. I mean? Yeah, it so just kind of staggered just, in that yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, but... Every three weeks you're going to get three episodes gonna, early, though. You're going to get three episodes that... None of them are due to air for at least one week away. Exactly. There uh, we go. And then at the end of that frame, when we record again, we dump the new episodes in there. Mm-hmm. They're typically like a more ad free version of the show. Yeah. Not like completely. We like the edit might have like our Super Quest Saga ad in it and the oh, short okay, rest. Gotcha. But I leave the other ads 
<clears throat> out of it. Okay, for sure. Um, the next. Uh, so you also get Vault Raiders in that. You get Vault Raiders, which is oh, man. a one-shot series. I'm gonna put a pack. I'm gonna put a pack together, a Google Drive pack for our yeah. live game stuff that you get at five dollar level. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did that for FBATS because you now you get season one of Flashbang and the Surgeon, uh-huh. um, and it's all on a Google Drive pack. I put on there. Oh, nice. So you, and you get that at which level? Uh, at the five dollar. Oh, so nice. There's a ton of live play stuff, uh, actual play stuff that we've recorded in the past, like a series, a one shot series called Vault Raiders that will DMs where mm-hmm. um, me, your special guest, Jake and Josh Freeland, friend of the show, get in there and play some wacky characters. I think yeah. I play the same character. They switch it up. Yeah, uh, I think you stayed the same one, but they switched it up. I love a couple that character. Times, Every time oh, we yeah, play just, that game, I'm going to beat Giselle. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, it's like a zany kind of like, uh, how do you, how do you describe it's like that? It, playing it feels like I'm watching Indiana Jones. Good. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. That feels, that's, that. I'm glad you said that. It's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. It's an adventure of adventures and we're out for, we're trying to get fucking paid. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so that one's a lot of fun um we do like sound design and music for them in a lot of cases for for those ones particularly a lot of work went into them from will and myself and players so those are really cool to check out um i think we have like ranger danger and the halloween special are like up for free on patreon right now oh Um, for sure that might change and i think we're gonna adjust that we'll stagger like older stuff into the five dollar tier so like there will be a refresh on that stuff as time goes on yeah but um there's a lot of actually like a whole season there's a whole season of a show where I DM Batman the Animated Series episodes into Dungeons and Dragons game, mm-hmm. and uh, I have two players that are like guided by old Batman to um, go through the adventures, you know, reimagined. So you can get a whole season of a show in there. If you're looking for more content from us, like that is a great place. The five dollar tier is a great place to go. The early episodes and all the live play stuff. Plus, you get to see all of Will's show notes that he writes has digitized for the show. Um, so you can read along as you listen to episodes and stuff like that. Uh, the $10 tier is going to be season two of Flashbang and the Surgeon. Nice. Um, which is going to get knocked oh. back to. Wait, there's there's one more thing uh, about the $5 tier. You didn't mention the oh, dungeon chats. The dungeon chats. Yeah. Um, once a month-ish, we try to get a, a podcast. It's just an, another podcast that me and Will do where we talk about whatever we want. Exactly. Um, so if you want. Not necessarily. But we take requests, though. We do take requests because it's hard to figure out what to talk about sometimes. <laughs> it really is. Uh, like, there's so much, and it's our oyster, so what is it? So, yeah, the Dungeon Chats is really cool. Um, season two, you're going to get all of our access to all of the stuff we just mentioned, and then you're going to get um, season two of Flashbang and the Surgeon. You're going to get... Um, that's a 10 tier? That's $10 tier now. Yeah, yeah and you're going to get, um, like, our Halloween ad- special adventure. You're going to get Ranger Danger, which is a really fun... I DM that one. It's it's the regular crew, which is... Um, I'm the DM. Will's a player. Uh, yeah. Your special guest, Jake, in front of the show, Josh Freeland. That's zany in a different way. That's that, like... That's like... I'm not sure how to describe that. It's like crazy zany. It's just me. It's it's a party full of rangers. It almost seems more like a comedy improv game than anything. It is. It is. Yeah. It is my promedy improv game where yeah. I do whatever I want <laughs> and, and kind of get you guys to play along. Yeah, it's a good as, time. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. We just did um, yeah. part one of volume two mm-hmm. of Ranger Danger. So uh, part two is the finale of that episode it's gonna um we're gonna get to recording that pretty soon so you get those two things it's really cool um mm-hmm. like dredge into shadow mark keep the halloween thing i think that might be up for free but originally it's like the ten dollar yeah tier level stuff um and then like i said season two of um uh flashbang and the surgeon um and then what else? Is there anything else I'm forgetting at the $10, the $10 tier? $10 tier? Um, no, I don't think so. OST. Did you mention OST? The OST. Okay, so if you're a fan of Super Quest Saga, um, all of the original soundtrack, well, basically all of the original soundtrack for everything we do on the Dungeon Cast is included in the SoundCloud playlist. Um, we had a request to put that on Spotify, but I'm not sure how to keep that private. If I put, Ooh. I don't think I can even get it on Spotify. No. Like maybe as like an album, but I have no idea how to make yeah, that private. It wouldn't be private, and that's one of our Patreon like. Yeah, we things. need to keep that like kind of in house. So yeah. I'll, I'll try to put together a Google Drive pack so you could at least like download it and listen to it on your device. Right. There if we you go. want to. Yeah, I think that's um, a great idea. So I'll, I'll get to work on like these Google Drive packs. I think we've had some success with it and with Flashbang and the Surgeon. So we're gonna try to get everything like that because Patreon's interface is a little wonky sometimes. Yeah, it's not the best. So um, you get. 20, oh. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say $20 tier, you get uh, the exclusive yearly item 
uh, which this year is uh, What the Grumpsch Mug. Yes. But we're coming up pretty quickly on uh, the 2021 item. Yes. Which we haven't really discussed yet, but I have a few ideas, which we'll discuss. Yeah. There. Will but and I. It'll be something good. Will and, and it'll I be something like... different. So I think we did, what, a T-shirt the first year and a mug the second year? A T-shirt. No. Yeah. I think it was a mug and a mug, right? It was a mug and a mug. Have we only done two, or we've done three? We've done we've done two. So it's a so mug. It was a mug and a mug. The first one was a shout out. It's to It's not going to be a mug. mug. We're going to try to do something maybe a little bit nicer than a mug if we can. Yeah, the, the what the Grumsh mug is cool. It's got yeah, it's, it's it got is a, a nice mug art rendering of Grumsh on it. It's true that we've that we commissioned. We commissioned. Yeah. Um, I think Will made the shout out to Dima Gorgon mug from scratch. I did. Um, but yeah, those are, those are really cool. Um, if you're going to the $20 tier, we've made some changes to work with Patreon to ship our mugs out now. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you kind of like read the fine print on that to, to make sure that you're, you're doing it right, I guess, to get your items. Yeah. But at the $20 tier, you're going to get everything we just mentioned. Plus that special mug. You're going to, uh, the OST includes stuff from super quest saga, flashbang and the surgeon, um, the dungeon cast. So like our intro bit or like any guitar stuff that we've recorded, um, any like sound effects stuff that has been sound designed in house, like is up there, like cool little snippets of audio. It's just a cool place. If you're into the shows that we make and you want to take like a deeper dive into them, it's all there. Um, it's all there. And uh, you can donate at like any level to the Patreon. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we have those tiers categorized and we're going to try to keep doing more stuff there. I think especially with merch, I think there's a lot more to, we have more options now. We're more, a little more flexible. That's why I really want to kind of do it up for 2021. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to, be working on something we're always trying to work on things there um season three of f bats is coming out so as soon as that starts coming out we'll bump the um season two stuff down to the lower tier so more people can kind of get on board and see what that's all about um but yeah just go go check it out and um like we said if you don't if you want to try before you buy there's some stuff to listen to on there yeah. Um, before you actually, if you want to become a patron, if you're thinking about becoming a patron, but, um, really the point is to like support the show and we just want to try to give you that bonus content as like, it's kind of what, how Patreon is set up. So thank you guys so much for, um, for supporting the show. It, it does cost money to make, uh, and time and resources and stuff like that. So we really appreciate you guys getting in there and helping us out. Um, <clears throat> do we want to talk about anything else before we call it a game? I think it's time to call it a game. All right. We'll catch you guys later. Talk to you guys later. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.